Well, today we kick off one of the most exciting seasons of the year here at Relevant. We call it Be Rich. And here's the deal. Most of us, we want to make a positive difference in our community and the world, but many of us don't, always, don't know, always know how to do that. Well, Be Rich is how. Be Rich makes it simple. And if you're new, this phrase, Be Rich, actually comes from a passage in 1 Timothy 6. 1 Timothy is actually a letter written by the Apostle Paul to his young Pastor protege friend Timothy about how to lead and teach the people in his church. And toward the end of the letter to Timothy, he writes, Command those who are rich in this present world. And we got to stop there real quick because the question is, who's Paul talking to? Like, who are the rich people? And let's be honest, most rich people don't know they're rich, won't admit they're rich, even if they think they might be rich. So the problem with this verse is if the rich people here don't think you're rich, you'll skip right over this passage and miss out on what God wants to say to you, what he wants to do in you, and what he has for you. Now, I know that none of us feel rich, but by international standards, most of us actually are rich. Rich. As a matter of fact, if you have an annual annual household income of forty thousand dollars, you are in the top one percent of wage earners in this world. Which means ninety nine percent of the world is poorer than most of us. Now I realize that doesn't make you feel any better, and I get it. But here's what you need to know: according to the Apostle Paul and according to the writers of Scripture, rich is actually not defined by a level of income. Rich is actually defined by having more than you need. According to Paul and the writers of Scripture, what they would say, if you have more than you need, congratulations, you're rich. If you have extra clothes in the closet, like you got to move some clothes out in the summer to move the, win- you know, to move the winter clothes out and move summer clothes into the closet because you have so many clothes, you're rich. If, if you have so much food left over from a meal, you can actually save it to the next day or the day after and have leftovers. You don't have to eat it all in one because you have so much extra food. You are rich. If you have so much extra clean drinking water that you can actually spray it all over your lawn just to keep your lawn green. As many people don't have clean drinking water in this world. If you have so much extra you can put it all in your lawn to keep it green you are rich if you have a room in your in your house for your car it's called a garage you are rich you have an extra room in your house for your car if you have more than one pair of pair of shoes you're rich if you have so much extra money that you can actually afford to feed a dog or a cat or a gerbil like you are have so much extra money you can afford to feed something that you don't even didn't even birth right congratulations you are rich you have crossed the line from not rich to rich now the reality is most of us don't have everything we want but we have way more than we need you're rich feels good to admit it doesn't it now therefore To follow Jesus, I think the best thing most of us can do for ourselves, for others, for our family, is stop spending all of our time trying to get more rich and instead practice being good at what we've already become. And Paul tells us how. He says, command those who are rich in this present world, that's you, that's me, I'm rich, to do good, to, and here's our phrase, to be rich in good deeds and be generous and willing to share So if you kind of narrow this all down, according to the Apostle Paul, the way to be rich is to give, serve, and love. So through our annual Be Rich initiative, we practice being good at being rich together by combining all of our resources to give, serve, and love in Jesus' name without expecting anything in return. 
And it's my prayer that you, regardless of who you are and if you'd say you're a follower of Christ or not, you've been a part of Relevant forever, you're brand new here, you're young, you're old, that regardless of who you are, that you fully engage in what we're all being invited to over the next few weeks. Not only because of the impact it can make in others, but because of the impact ultimately it can make in you. So I dare you. I dare you to lay down your preconceived notions and your reservations aside about what you think I'm going to say about church, about God, and choose to be rich over the next few weeks and watch a transforming work that God can and will do through it in you and us as a church and our community and in people on the other side of the world. Now, for the next couple, for the next couple of weeks, I'm going to talk about a word that seems completely disconnected from all of this but has more to do with our choice to be rich than we can possibly imagine. And the word I'm going to talk about is the word trust. Now, I want to, just for a moment, ask you to use your imagination. For some of you, this, using your imagination, imagination this way is going to be much harder than for others. I want you to imagine what your life would look like if you had perfect trust in God. I mean, imagine when things go really bad financially, physically, you know, in your marriage, with your kids, at work, at school. You know, think, imagine when things go really bad, fully trusting that God would see you through it. Imagine when you were faced with a temptation and you didn't know how, don't know how in the world you're going to say no, fully trusting that God would give you the strength to overcome. Imagine when you're faced with a huge decision, maybe a life-altering decision that can pivot the, you know, the direction of your life and your kids' life and your friends' lives, and you didn't know what to do. Imagine fully trusting that God would reveal the right path to you. Imagine when things got worse and worse and worse, fully trusting that God had a perfect plan and perfect will for your life. Imagine no fear that God, that you had no fear that God would provide. Imagine no anxiety about God being with you. Imagine no disbelief that God was working in your life all the time. I mean, imagine how different your life would be if you woke up every moment, every morning with absolute trust that God was with you in every situation and every circumstance. Can you imagine what your life would look like, what your life would feel like? Can you imagine how different life would be? Imagine if that could be your experience. Like I said, some of you will have a much harder time imagining this. Well, let me just tell you, this is where God wants to take you, wants to take me, wants to take us, regardless of where we currently are in our faith journey. And I believe that's where God wants to take you and me because, because over and over and over throughout Scripture, we see that what God is ultimately trying to do is to build into people an extraordinary, out of the box, bigger than life, I can't even believe it, kind of faith and trust and confidence in Him. That's the story of the Old Testament. That's the story of the New Testament. That's the story of your and my life. And the reason that's the story is because in the beginning, the break with God and humanity uh, happened around the issue of trust. In Genesis, the first book of, of our Bibles, in the beginning, with Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, the thing that broke the relationship between God and mankind wasn't simply a matter of disobedience, but it was a refusal to trust God. See, Adam and Eve decided, God, you're withholding something from me. God, I don't trust you know what's best for me. God, I think you have an agenda, another agenda from what you told me. God, you can't be trusted. And sin was introduced into the world. Through a choice not to trust. Here's what you got to know. When trust with God was broken, the, and this is a key word, the relationship. The relationship that God created us for. The relationship with him was broken. 
And since that moment, God's been working to redeem people back into a relationship with him. Through the Old Testament, we read the story of the Hebrew people who became known as the Israelites, who ultimately became known as the Jews. 2,000 years before Jesus ever walked the face of the earth, as part of God's redemptive plan for humanity, we see God called the Hebrew people to be his people and for him to be their God. And the whole point of him doing that was to show the rest of the world what it was like to have a relationship with the one true living God. Now, as his chosen people, the first thing he said to the Hebrew people was, trust me. Trust me. I want you to trust me. And all throughout the Old Testament, we see God working relentlessly to grow his people's trust in him because his ultimate desire is a restored relationship. So, when we get to the New Testament, which are the books about and after Jesus, we shouldn't be surprised that the epicenter of Jesus' message was, trust me. I want you to put your trust and your confidence and your faith in me, in me because I'm trying to reestablish a relationship between you and your heavenly Father. And just as a lack of trust broke this relationship, a realignment of trust in me brings this relationship back together. All throughout the New Testament, we see our relationship with God is redeemed through a declaration of trust in Jesus, of putting our faith in him, asking him to be the forgiver of our sins, the leader of our life. It's a declaration of trust in him, just like the break in relationship happened through a lack of trust. All throughout the New Testament, we see Jesus working relentlessly to grow people's trust in God through him. And we talk about this all the time at Revel. We talk One of the things we talk about Revel all the time is that one of the elements necessary to follow Jesus is to grow in a relationship with him. The thing that's actually growing is trust in him. Because, and you know this, as trust goes, so goes the relationship. You know, trust is at the epicenter, it's at the center of every healthy relationship. That's true between father and son and husband and wife and brother and sister and friends and colleagues and coworkers and teammates. And that's especially true between you and me with God. Through all the circumstances in your life and all the situations in your life and all the highs and all the lows and however good or bad things may get, if you were to ask me, Ronnie, what's God doing in my life? Through all of this stuff, what's God doing in your life? And my answer to you every single time would be, he's trying to teach you to trust him. He's trying to teach you to trust him. Regardless if you're kind of skeptical of this whole, like, Jesus thing, or if you're kind of seeking out what it looks like to have a relationship with Jesus and faith in him and church, or if you say, I'm a fully devoted follower of Christ, I've been following Christ forever, the same thing is true for all of us. The issue that we're all faced with is, can I really trust God enough to turn my whole life over to him? Can I really place all my trust in him? What God is trying to do in every situation, every circumstance, is to grow your trust in him. Because as trust goes, so goes the relationship with him that he created you and me for. The more we trust God, the better our relationship with him will be. The better our relationship with him is, the more we experience his presence and his power. And therefore, the more he transforms us into everything he's created us to be. Listen, I don't know everything going on in your life. I do not know. But what I do know is that God is working relentlessly to, to establish a relationship with you characterized by, God, I trust you. 
I don't understand everything going on in my life right now, but God, I trust you. I don't understand why all my prayers aren't answered and why this one specifically wasn't answered, but God, I trust you. God, life isn't going my way, but God, I don't have to fear because I trust you. But let me tell you what, a relationship like that, that type of trust, it won't happen by accident. Which is why what we're talking about in this series is so vitally important. I believe with every single fabric of my being that when we choose to be rich, not when we choose to get rich, not when we choose to get more, that's all external. It means nothing. But when we choose to be rich in how we give, serve, and love, our trust in God grows richly. So what I want to do for the rest of our time today is talk about the first way to be rich. I want to talk about the, the word give. And what I'm about ready to say next is going to sound really weird to some of you. Some of you are going to be like, you won't believe it. You're not going to believe me. You're going to want to dismiss what I'm about ready to say. Just hang with me. Hang with me to the end. Just hang with me to the end. Because what I'm about ready to say has the potential to transform your life, your future, and your heart. Here's what you need to know. Money, more specifically the use of money, has more to do with our trust in God than we can possibly imagine. What we choose to do or don't do with our money leads to our trust in God growing or, or, erode, or eroding maybe more than anything else. And that's why Jesus addressed it. And what, in the most famous sermon he ever gave, which we now call the Sermon on the Mount, which is recorded in the first book of the New Testament, the book of Matthew, chapter 6. See, Jesus gave this sermon that we call the Sermon on the Mount not long after he began his, he began his public ministry. And he gave it primarily to first century, first century religious Jews who believed in God but didn't understand what it meant to grow in a relationship with him built on trust. And so right in the middle of this sermon, Jesus addressed the topic of giving. Now, as you listen to Jesus' words, once again, beware of your emotions. Chances are you're going to find yourself arguing, find yourself resisting what I'm saying. But you need to know is I'm not saying anything. Jesus is. You never have to take any of my words seriously. But I would highly suggest taking his words seriously. So if you feel yourself resisting, if you feel yourself arguing, ask yourself why. Why? Then consider the possibility. It's because this is where and how God wants to work in you so that you can experience him in a new way. In a way that grows your trust in him. So here's what Jesus said right in the middle of the sermon. He says, be careful not to practice your righteousness. The, 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 righteous, the things you do that glorify God. Be careful not to practice the things you do that glorify God in, a, in front of others to be seen by them. Well, why, Jesus? And he says, well, here's why. Because if you do, you will have no, this word is so important. Let's say this word out loud together. Ready? One, two, three. Reward from your Father in heaven. Now, what Jesus was doing here is he was actually setting up to have a discussion with them about what we now call private spiritual disciplines. And Jesus is essentially setting this up, the discussion going, hey, you may do what I'm about ready to talk about publicly, but there's got to be a private element to them. And if you do these privately and consistently, your heavenly father is going to see and he is going to reward you. All the spiritual people then and now are going, well, I don't do it for a reward. 
And Jesus is like, well, that's fine, but he's still going to reward you anyway as you participate in these. Now, Jesus goes on to talk about three specific spiritual disciplines. We're only looking at the first one today. Here's what he says. So when you, here's the word, give to the needy. Stop. Let's stop there real quick before we go on what else he says. In the Hebrew scriptures, which we call the Old Testament, one of the laws God gave to the Israelites to live as his people was to give a tithe to support the temple ministry. The temple itself, the priests that serve within the temple, and everything within the temple. Tithe means tenth. By the first century, a devout Jew was given 10 to 20% of of their money to God to keep the temple going. And it kind of felt like the temple tax. That they, you know, something they, they had to do, but they did it because it was part of God's law to them. You need to know here this is not the giving that Jesus is referring to in this passage. The specific type of giving that Jesus was talking about here is called almsgiving. What happened is as Jews would go in and out of the temple within Jerusalem, people, poor, des- desolate people, would line up outside the temple gates and, and, and they would beg. So people would bring extra money, extra money, uh, you know, other than their tithe, to give to these people. It was not a systematic thing. It was like, oh, you have a need. I feel sorry for you. Here's some money out of the tenderness of my heart to help you. The tithe was giving that was, giving that was required for them. Almsgiving was giving that was above and beyond that. So Jesus is going, hey, as you're going in the temple to get in and out of the temple to give your tithe, and you see people with needs, and you decide to give extra to them, when you give, do not announce it with trumpets, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets, to be, and this is an important phrase, honored by others. Truly I tell you, they've received their, and here's that word again, reward. In full. Essentially, Jesus is saying, there's a reward associated with giving generously. When you you give to be seen by others and like, ooh, look how impressive they are. Look at Bob come and his wad of, you know, stack of cash. You know, look at him just giving to everybody. Look how much he's giving. He is so generous. He loves Jesus so much. Like, look at Bob. When you give to be seen by others, you're going to get a reward, Jesus says. And the reward you're going to get is simply... To be seen by others. Great, they're going to see you. That's it. There's no other reward than that. Jesus goes on. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. He's saying do it now without thinking one more second about it, without praying, asking God if you should, without considering and being concerned at all if anyone knows you ever did this or sees you do this. So that your giving may be done in secret. Then your Father, your heavenly Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. Now the question is, what's the reward that Jesus is talking about? Well, he doesn't tell us. But in the context here, we can conclude that part of the reward, at least, is honor from God. He said, just like those people are being honored by other people because they see what they give, your heavenly Father sees what you give privately, and he will honor you. And my question for you is, who would you rather receive honor from? All-powerful creator God who controls the universe? Or someone who doesn't have any power to control what happens to you tomorrow, in this life, and specifically in the next life? Now, here's a convicting question. What if you really believe these words from Jesus? 
What if you really believe that when you took your hard-earned money and generously gave it to the things and the people that God cared about, that he saw you and would reward you? I would argue that one of the reasons that people, one of the reasons that maybe you aren't more generous is because you don't believe that. See, that's why giving isn't a money issue. It's a trust issue. It's a heart issue. See, all the angst we feel about giving, like if I do this, then what if? What if there's a big recession and don't have enough? Like, and all, all the angst, like, oh, pastor just always talks about money. Church just wants my money. All the excuses of why we can't give, all that would go away. All the angst would go away if we really believe that when we do, God saw and would reward. We'd be like, cool, another opportunity to give. But we don't feel it because we don't believe it. And we won't start believing it until we trust God enough to do it. So one of the big ideas that Jesus is communicating here and is communicated through other writers of Scripture is this. God uses our giving to grow our trust in him. Come on. got to be honest. At least be honest with yourself, what I'm about ready to say. The thing that exposes and the thing that stretches our trust in God more than anything else is money. 100% of the time. Because what we're tempted to trust in most for our future, for our hope, for our peace, for our freedom, is our money. And here's the problem with that. No amount of money can give you true hope. People with a lot of money will tell you that. No amount of money can give you true peace. No amount of money can give you true fulfillment. No amount of money can give you true security. And no amount of money can buy you eternal life. Only God can give true peace and hope and fulfillment and security. Only God can give eternal life. And he wants to teach us to trust him for it. So wouldn't it make sense for Jesus to specifically target the thing we trust in most now in order to get us to trust him more now? Listen, come on, guys. God doesn't want your money, and he surely doesn't need your money. He wants to grow your trust in him because as trust goes, so goes the what? Relationship. So he says, trust me. Trust me, trust me. And guys, it's so easy for those of us who especially been say we're followers of Jesus, so easy to say, I trust God, I trust God. But come on, what we do in terms of generosity demonstrates and authenticates if we really do. Not only that, God uses our giving to transfer our trust to him, which in turn grows our relationship with him. And guys, that's the ultimate reward. The ultimate reward is our relationship with him growing because that's, the, that's what we were created for. That's the ultimate reward because as our relationship with him grows, so does our experience of his presence and his power. Jesus' first century invitation was, and his invitation ever since then, his invitation to you and me today has always been two words. And his, 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 the two words have was and are, follow me. Follow me. This was, has always been, and is today an invitation really to trust me. Hey, come on. 
Trust me enough to take a next step to follow me. Trust me enough to take a next step to follow me where I'm going. And here's the promise I'll make you. Follow me and your trust in me will then grow. Since God uses our giving to grow our trust in him, my invitation today on Be Rich Sunday is to be rich and follow Jesus by giving what he is leading you to give and give it first. Well, how do I know what Jesus is leading me to give? And I think one of the most simple ways to know what he's, giving you to, he's asking, leading you to give is simply you ask him, hey, Jesus, what are you leading me to give? Jesus, how are you inviting me to follow you in regards to my generosity? And listen, based on your season of life and how you view you know, time and income and all that stuff, this question, you pray this question very differently. Jesus, what are you leading me to give maybe this year? Jesus, what are you leading me to give this quarter? Jesus, what are you leading me to give this month? Jesus, what are you leading me to give this week? Jesus, what are you leading me to give every time I get a paycheck or every time I have money come in? It's, this prayer is very different depending on what season of life that you might be in. But the one thing that's the same for all of us is that in order to follow Jesus, we don't pray this after we get paid. We don't pray this at the end of the year, at the end of the quarter, at the end of the month, at the end of the week, or after we get our paycheck. We pray it now beforehand on the front end. And if we pray this, I can guarantee you he answers. I bet everything I own that he answers this question for you. Could be a certain amount. Could be a certain percentage. And if the answer makes you uncomfortable, don't dismiss it. Because it's in that tension that he's inviting you to trust me. Trust me. So choose to trust, follow Jesus, and trust him. Trust him by giving it first, whatever he's leading you to give. Before you spend any on yourself, before you go buy that thing, before you take on debt, before you invest any. Give it first and give it faithfully, give it consistently, give it generously, and give it cheerfully. And then... Follow Jesus by giving above and beyond that when you feel prompted to. When you see someone in need or you hear need of an opportunity to give and your heart feels stirred and you think, man, someone should give to that. Or you feel burdened, you feel convicted, or you feel inspired to. I believe in those moments that Jesus, through his spirit, is prompting you to give above and beyond what he led you to before. So follow Jesus. Trust him and give. Don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Don't think about it one sec longer. Don't pray about it anymore. Don't be concerned if anyone ever knows that you did it or not. Listen, let's be honest. We all regret a ton of financial decisions we've made in this life. Every single one of us would go, that was a dumb financial choice. I would go back and change that. That was super stupid. I can promise you, you will never regret following Jesus in these two ways. So follow Jesus by giving in these two ways. It's how we be rich. And when we choose to be rich, our trust in God richly grows because God uses our giving to grow our trust in him. So my question for you is, in regards to giving, how is Jesus inviting you to follow him? How is Jesus inviting you? However he's inviting you, it's an invitation from him to trust me. Trust me. Now listen, as inspired as you might be to do that, yes, I want to trust Jesus and I feel led, I'm going to do this. Uh, for many of us, a, a phrase, a really ugly phrase is going to come, is going to quickly enter our minds real fast. And the phrase is, what if? Well, what if I do this and I don't have enough for what I need? 
What if I do this and then I'm not able to afford what I want? What if I do this and a huge recession hits? What if I do this and my car breaks down and I don't have enough money to fix it? What if I do this and my kid needs something and I don't have money for it because I've given it away? And here's what you need to know. This is so true. There is something really ugly behind that what if. Really, really, really ugly. And that ugly thing behind that what if is fear. And here's what you need to know about fear. Fear can easily prevent us from following Jesus. Because fear enslaves us to worry and anxiety and doubt, which is so crazy. The crazy thing about fear is fear isn't even real. Danger's real. Fear isn't. Fear makes, makes us see things that aren't even there and believe things that aren't even real. And we talked about this last series in the Won't Back Down series. This is why fear is one of the devil's schemes he uses to deceive you and destroy everything God has for you and wants to do in you. Furthermore, fear can stop, stop us from giving, thus preventing us from growing in our trust in God. Fear. It's an indicator of where Jesus is trying to grow your trust in him. So will you follow Jesus or follow fear? Because you can't follow both. Will you follow Jesus or follow fear? You're going to follow one or the other. Here's the other thing about fear. Fear causes us to negotiate with ourselves. And we're the best or worst negotiators whatever side you look at it. I mean, we will negotiate ourselves into some bad situations. Younger people, you need to hear what I'm about ready to say. Middle school students, high school students, college-age students, you know, people who are trying to start their careers, think, get married, have their first kid. You, younger people, you need to hear what I'm about ready to say. This is so important when it comes to negotiating with yourself. Fear will make you tell yourself a lie, a lie that you will believe right now. And it's an absolute lie. It's the biggest baloney lie ever. The lie that fear will make you tell yourself is when I have more money, then I will give. When I get a full-time job, when I finish college, when I pay off this debt, when I get out of this season of life, then I will give. It's an absolute lie. Younger people, here's the reality. You need to understand this absolute fully where you're at in life today. Money is a magnifier. That's all money is. It's just a magnifier, which means if you fear now with a little, what if? You will, your fear will only be magnified if and when you have more money. If you trust God now with a little, your trust in him will be magnified with more. If you don't give generously with a little, you won't when you have more because money is a magnifier and your fear is only going to get magnified. So trust him now. Trust him now. Trust him, trust him now. Here, hey, Listen, no amount of money will ever make you trust God more. No amount of money in the bank will ever make anyone trust God more. Only by following Jesus, by doing what he's inviting us to do now will, because God uses our giving to grow our trust in him. But there's something even better than that, even richer than that. God also uses our giving to grow other people's trust in him. Guys, it's through our generosity that a lost and a hurting and a broken world experiences the power and hope and love and salvation and life of Jesus. Now, here's the really cool thing about today. The cool thing about today is that we all get the opportunity to give to what we call the Be Rich Offering. If you're new, I want to real quickly explain why we take this offering once a year on Beatrice Sunday and how it works. 
At Relevant, we're committed to do our part in carrying on Jesus' mission of transforming the world by ushering in the peace of God, the healing power of God, the hope of God, the grace of God, the love of God, ultimately the kingdom of God. But we can't do it by ourselves. We're one small little local church. So we've partnered with some amazing organizations to make a bigger impact together than, than we could alone. And when you walked in, you should have got one of these booklets. All of our partners are listed in this booklet. And what they do, if you're watching online or if you'd rather see a digital copy of this, you can go to our website. And there's uh, everything in this book is on that website. We work with our partners all year long around areas of missions, mental health, marriage support, poverty relief, refuge support and housing, orphan care, church planning, food insecurity, education, career training, trauma healing, crisis response, just to name a few. We look at our partners as ministry extensions of relevant community church. We don't compete with them. We don't try to do what they do because they can do it better. Instead, we work with them and we financially support them because financial support is the only way they can continue to do the amazing things that they're doing in our community and around the world. The annual Be Rich offering that we take on Be Rich Sunday is how we support them. It's how we support the work that, that they are doing. See, over the last couple months, we asked all of our partners, hey, what are some hopes and dreams you have in 2023? What are some things you want to see accomplished in 2023? What are some big things God has put on your heart in 2023? And as they answered that question, our response was, we're going to help financially make that possible in every way we possibly can. We're going to help fund that in every way we possibly can. And that brings us to today. Our primary goal for the Be Rich offering is 100% engagement. We're asking 100% to give. No matter how old or young you are, no matter if you're new to Relevant, have been a part of Relevant forever, no matter if you call yourself a follower of Christ or not, no matter if you've given before or not, no matter if you feel rich or not. And here's our promise. Our promise is we're giving 100% of it away. 100% of it away. None of this goes to Relevant Community Church. This is really cool. And to the 2019 was the first year that we did the Be Rich offering. Over the last three years, $682,236 has been given to the Be Rich offering, and we've given it all away. <laughs> given it all away. That's amazing. We blessed our partners in some huge, awesome ways. But this year, this year we're praying for even more because we want to help our partners make a bigger impact than ever uh, in 2023, based on the hopes and dreams of our partners in 2023, we have a huge, crazy goal today. This is just dumb, big, audacious, God-sized, can't believe I'm even saying this is our goal. Our goal is that we are praying for $386,500 to be given today. And let me, once again, just for review, our, our, our primary goal is that 100% of us give. Our secondary goal, $386,000 is given today. And our promise is we're giving it all away. We're not keeping any of this. If $386,000 is given today, we're going to be help, able to help, some, help fund some awesome things in Jesus' name in and through our partners in 2023. We're going to be able to do some facility renovations for them, disaster relief. We're going to be able to do equipping and sending of leaders to plant churches in, in, in our community in Burma. We're going to help provide case managers and counselors for under-resourced people in our community who've experienced crisis. We're going to help provide education opportunities for Korean refugees living in Omaha to, not, to help not to help them not only survive, but thrive. We're going to provide care and support and resources for the Elkhorn Public Schools that we've adopted. We're going to help provide curriculum, counseling, and resources for people struggling with mental health. We're going to help with teen suicide prevention. We're going to help with programs to, to provide programs to help uh, 
struggling marriages. We're going to be able to help provide Youth for Christ staff to reach more kids and students for Jesus in our community. We're going to be a part of sending missionaries to spread the gospel to the 1040 window, which is the least reached part of the entire world. We're going to be providing all, this is going to help provide all the food and clothing and education for every orphan at the two orphanages we're partnering with on the Tyburn border. We're going to help provide opportunity costs and staffing positions for our partners just to name a few. Now, you need to know the magnitude of what the Be Rich offering does. At Relevant, we focus all of our global impact efforts on the Korean people from Burma, both on the Thai-Burma border and here in Omaha. And one of the ways we're focused on being for the Korean people on the Thai-Burma border is through orphan care. In 2012, we adopted Safe Haven Orphanage. Safe Haven Orphanage is an is, is a, a orphanage right on the, bo- right the Thai-Burma border, uh, led by this amazing woman named Tosity. And currently, there's about 60 Korean orphans at the Safe Haven Orphanage. Since 2012, we've invested heavily in Safe Haven. Well, in 2020, when COVID hit, every single person and every single organization that supported Safe Haven Orphanage stopped giving at that moment, except us. Because of the Be Rich offering, we've actually increased our giving over the last two years. Relevant, you guys, you guys ought to understand this. Relevant Community Church is literally caring for all 60 orphans at the Safe Haven Orphanage. You guys, our little church, our little church is providing all the food, all the education, all the clothing, all the medical care. We are their only financial support. We literally make that, 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 that orphanage happen and provide for all 60 of those kids. That's why what we do today is such a big deal. But here's what's cool. What I'm really excited about is what we're helping Outpour do through the Be Rich offering. Outpour is, is one of our partners also on the Thai Burma border. And years ago, Outpour started an orphanage for Korean orphanage called The Refuge. Uh, and they've always operated out of a very small building that they rent. It's To call it a building is generous. It's like a hut. Well, a few years ago, God gave them a vision to expand their care for Korean orphans by relocating to a new location and building their own facility to make the refuge bigger, better, safer, so they can better care for more Korean orphans. Well, for the visions that God laid on their heart to become a reality would require something that's extremely hard to come by on the Thai-Burma border, and that is land. Well, through what could only be described as an act of God in 2021, they were able to acquire 10 acres of land, which created a problem. They didn't have money to now build on that land. They estimated they would need $250,000 to actually build the, the refuge on that land. And once again, they did not have a pretty penny to do that. So they to- last year, they told us about this. And you know what we said? We're going to pay for it all. We're going to do it all. We're going to get the refuge built. I can't even believe we made that promise. I'm like, what am I doing, right? You know, I'm saying this. Listen, because of Beerich offering last year, we were able to send them $153,000 in 2022, which means they made huge progress on getting this bad boy built, but they're not done. This year, we want to send them the other $100,000 so they can get it finalized. Wouldn't that be amazing to see? I mean, wouldn't we want to be a part of seeing that happen? Yeah. So relevant, come on. Let's be rich. Let's be rich. My ask is that 100% of people who can to give a one-time gift of $100 to the Be Rich offering today. And our promise is we'll give 100% of it away. Those who have never given before, this is a great day to give for the very first time. Those of you who consistently give, 
man, I'm so grateful for you. It's the only reason that we're here as a church. My, my invitation to you is to give above and beyond that to the Be Rich offering today. If you said, hey, I'll just give what I was, whether I was, whatever I was going to give today or whatever I was going to give this month, I'll just give that to the Be Rich offering instead. Don't do that. Don't reallocate it. Go above and beyond that because just giving it to the Be Rich offering, it's not impactful for you and it's not helpful for us. So whatever you are prepared to give today or give this month, wait till tomorrow or wait till later this month to give that. Now, I realize when I say, hey, my ask is a one-time gift of $100 from every single person, there's some of you in this room that are going, I can't get anywhere near that. I'm a middle school student. I, bear, I get like $5 allowance a month. Like, I don't get anywhere near that. And if that's you, man, don't feel, there's nothing to feel guilty about, but you can give generously today. So just give sacrificially. Give generously, whatever that means, even if it's not even close to $100. And then there's you on the other extreme that are going, you're only asking for 100 bucks. Like, Ronnie, you, know, you do know if every person in Relevant gave 100 bucks, we still wouldn't get near $386,000, right? You do know, yes, I do, know, I do understand that. Uh, and if you're going, so if that's you, or if you're going, dude, you're only asking for 100, you should have made a bigger ask. If, you, if that thought is in your mind at all, I'm making a bigger ask to you. My ask for you is maybe $1,000, maybe $10,000, and maybe for one or two of you, maybe today you need to write a $100,000 check. That would be pretty awesome. Listen, the only way we're we're going to hit $386,000. The only way we're going to hit our goal that we can give that all away is if we're all generous. And that's a different quantity for all of us because we all have a different capacity. So come on, Relevant. Let's be rich. Let's be rich and give generously. Let's be rich because God uses our giving to grow our trust in him. Let's be rich because this is a game changer for our partners and a life changer for the people they serve. Let's be rich and, and, and show a watching world that our church is not just a bunch of songs and sermons. Let's be rich in Jesus' name and watch the impact that only Jesus can make through it. Now, before we give today, I want you guys to see some of the impact that the Be Rich offering had in 2022. Go ahead and take a look. I, I have some exciting news for you guys. Um, through our Be Rich campaign that we did, we are going to be sending you guys $153,000. <laughs> oh my gosh, bro, <laughs> relevance, oh my gosh. It's through our generosity that a lost and hurting and broken world experiences the power and hope and love and life of Jesus through us. We asked all of our partners some questions. We said, hey, what are some dreams and some initiatives you have in 2022? And as they answered, our response was, we're going to do everything we can to help make those dreams a reality. The health, mental health needs of our society have never been greater. This last year, we've grown internationally like major big time. We've uh, got people from 19 different countries that are attending our groups, and we have groups in 17 different countries. The reach has been about 437,000 hope-filled touches this past year. Heart care is a, the curriculum that we've developed that gets in and cleans out the heart and helps connect uh, couples emotionally, spiritually, and physically. Your community and the Be Rich campaign paid for all of our materials to be reprinted because we were out of three different materials that we have. Yeah, I would say if we had two bookends on 2022, um, 
like we have in several other years, it's working with couples at that pre-engagement, premarital stage, all the way to really walking couples off the steps of the courtroom where they were headed for divorce. In 2022, we gave away over $3 million in rent and utility assistance dollars, and 90% of that went to families who make an income of less than $40,000 for a family of four. So we really went to the members of our community that needed the most. This year, in 2022, COPE was able to move into a building in Old Town Elkhorn, right? And so that is because of this generous community and because of some of the things that you guys did. So every time somebody from Relevant drives by, Old Town Elkhorn and sees our COPE sign up, they can know that they were a part of making that happen. Uh, this last year, we've, uh, because of your generosity here at Relevant Church, we've been able to send uh, five teams to Louisiana after Hurricane Ida, which is now the mo third most expensive hurricane in U.S. history. Uh, we're going to do that. We were in Kentucky after the largest outbreak of tornadoes in a single storm. We're going back to Ukraine next month. Uh, in October of 2023 and uh, you know it's all about relationship with us so we go to these areas and uh, we always want to meet the people and get in with the people and we want to continue to go back as long as God keeps opening up the door and there's a need we'll always go back because that's how you build a relationship we're just not a one-and-done organization. The impact of Camp Rivercrest uh, is most obviously seen in our summer camp programming uh, this summer we had our largest summer in the history of Rivercrest from an attendance standpoint and uh, out of that 158 campers made first time decisions to follow Christ. Yes, yeah, so 2022 has been our biggest year to date. We started um, an 18,000 square foot furniture bank in partnership with the Furniture Project. So we have helped furnish over 500 households since January. Um, over 160 of those are newly resettled refugees who are coming to America for the first time. And then we also are doing our in-home acclimation classes. We're teaching cleaning education, home fire safety, and by the end of the year, we will have taught over a thousand in-home classes to families. Yes, the Be Rich funds tremendously impact what we do because we have to hire people from the community to teach classes and to run our warehouse, and so it allows us to be able to reach families. If Relevant wasn't involved in what we were doing, we would probably have to let someone go. We wouldn't be able to have the impact that, that we're able to have. So Be Rich last year provided us um, the opportunity to, um, honestly, because, because we're <clears throat> given some additional funds, we were given some space back to focus more on recruiting volunteers and um, building better relationships with our schools. And so we were actually able to bring on um, six additional staff in the Elkhorn community last year. So we've got over 100 adults engaging in authentic Christ-sharing relationships in the community of Elkhorn right now. And um, that number's just up huge from the year before. Wow, man, the Lord knows what we need, you know? Wow. We didn't know how it was going to come, but man, Relevant has been bringing it. A day before that phone call, I was having a meeting with our staff all together, and we were saying, well, we have the land, we have the vision, God's given us the dream, but we don't know where the finances are going to come from. We've been able to make an incredible impact in 2020 through your partnership, through our children's home, through our training centers, through the area of working with um, the government to see abandoned children uh, have documentation and see freedom in their lives, all the while sharing the gospel, sharing the love of Jesus. Our hope, our prayer, is that as you give, both locally and around the world, that God just multiplies that, not only to make an impact, but to do more than you can ask or imagine. We're incredibly grateful. Love you guys. Trust that the Lord has far more even yet to come. We can't thank you enough. We can't express our gratitude enough. You're making a difference. Thank you, Relevant.
behalf of a safe heaven, we'd like to thank you, Relevant Community Church, that you keep supporting us. Last two years, it's very tough for other people. We have only, only you. Your funds, your gifts will help us reach people are feeling hopeless. Everybody has a role in making the kind of community that they want to live in. And thanks to the generosity of everybody in this campaign, we live in one that is warm and welcoming and inclusive to everyone. It all falls in together what God says to carry one another's burdens and how we can work together as one. You come with your, your generosity to see the world become a better place with the Lord. And together with this partnership, we can make this world a better place. Relevant continues to step up faithfully and consistently, and that is amazing. I just want to say thank you for everything that you have done. You are our longest standing community partner. Thank you, Relevant. We could not do this without your help. Thank you, God bless you guys, and be rich. It's awesome, isn't it? You guys, let's be rich. Let's be rich and see what God does through it in 2023. All right, if you want to give digitally, there's a number of ways you can. Text, website, app, scan a QR code, all those ways are on the screen. If you're here in person and want to give cash or check, you can drop that at one of the boxes at the doors on your way out. If you need help giving digitally, you want to give that way, but you need some help, or you have any questions about Be Rich or any of our partners, and you're here in person, you can go to the Next Step area. Our team members are out there. would love to answer any questions and help you in any way that you would like to. I'm going to pray real quick, and then you're going to be released to Be Rich and give in one of those ways right now. Don't feel like you need to rush out. Uh, the band's going to play for a couple minutes, and so take your time. Uh, if you have kids and Sprouts Relevant Kids, they know that you may be in an extra couple minutes as, as you're doing this right now. If you need a little bit more time, if you're like, I, need to, I didn't come prepared, I need to talk to my spouse, I need to pray about this a little bit more, I'm going to give $100,000 and I need to move some funds around today, you know, whatever, like if you just need some more time, you can give online to the Be Rich Offering until midnight tonight. All giving today until midnight tonight goes to Be Rich Offering, of which we will give it all the way. Dear Lord, uh, as we choose to be rich and follow you, Jesus, in this way, and to really just trust you. Like, whatever you're leading us to do, I pray that we just trust you. Who cares what I said? God, uh, Jesus, we just want to follow you. As we do, I pray that our trust in you grows, and I pray that as we do this, God, you do such an amazing work that people's eyes are pointed to you, and people who don't know you, who don't trust in you, come to the point they say, I want to. He's a God worth trusting. We pray lives and eternities are transformed because of the Be Rich offering that we give today. In Jesus' awesome name, amen. All right, Relevant. On your mark. Get set. Be rich. God bless you.